Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What's up, Gym Lords? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. My name is Bree. I will be your host today, and I'm here with Jerry from Any Level Fitness in Ohio. What's up, Jerry? How are you today? Pretty good. How about you? Doing well. Thank you so much for joining us. We're glad to have you here. Yeah, glad to be on. All right. Awesome. So let's just jump right into the details here. What is it that made you want to own your own facility? Um, I guess just I've always had people come over to my house and just work out with me. So mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know. I really enjoyed helping other people work out, even though I, I knew how to work out. Maybe some of them didn't know how to do it. So it was always just fun and interesting to get them to come over and just work out with me. Then I was like, well, if I just open up my own facility one day and become a personal trainer, I can open, open up my own gym and then just help all kinds of people. Mm-hmm. So yeah, absolutely. Kind of where it's... kind of started. So, okay. And so you started originally traveling to people to train them, correct? Correct. So now over the course of the pandemic, that obviously kind of changed things for you. And that's what led you to where you are now, right? Exactly. No, they, okay. nobody wanted me to come to their house anymore. So we yeah. all started doing virtual training. And then that kind of just took off pretty good. All my in-home clients stayed with me. We did all virtual training. And then after everything kind of like let off a little bit, they still don't want me to come to their house. So we kept doing the virtual training. I got other clients to do the same thing. And then I eventually got my own spot and then had people mm-hmm. come to me. Okay. All right. Awesome. Yeah. That completely makes sense. The pandemic kind of made you shift things around a little bit, but probably for the better as far as future goes. Um, so, as far as your business model goes, how do you structure things? Are you doing uh, one-on-one training? Are you doing group training, semi-private at all? What does that look like? Um, so where I have my gym now is just a 576 square foot space. So it's more one-on-one and I offer group training also, but the majority of my clients are just more one-on-one. Okay. So, All right. And is there a specific target market that you really lean toward? Or I mean, any level fitness kind of covers a a large amount of people at obviously different levels. So is there a certain group of people that you work with mostly or it's kind of for everybody? How does that work? I mean, it is kind of for everybody, but I mostly work with older adults. So we're talking like 60 plus years of age okay and and a lot of clients are coming off of like rehabilitation so they've had like to say a total knee replacement or something and they'll come Mm -hmm. to me and i'll help them kind of do the recovering process from from that after the rehab of course okay a lot of like back issues people have back issues they come to me and i help them with that just get get strength i do a lot of strength training stuff with especially okay yeah yeah, absolutely. That's definitely a uh, a group of people that can benefit from some type of 
training. You know, um, I think a lot of times people are afraid to get into training, especially at an older age if they've never done it before. Uh, so providing that service for them and, you know, helping them get stronger and be more mobile as they age is super helpful. Oh, yeah, exactly. And just having the strength. Like there was uh, one client of mine, she was 84 years old and she didn't want to go to, to a nursing home and spend the rest mm -hmm. of her life in a nursing home. So we did basic stuff, um, just squatting, like doing some little dumbbell stuff and anything to help her stay at home for the rest of her life. And right. that's, yeah. that's what we achieved. So that's awesome. I love to hear stuff like that. Um, you know, just bettering people's lives and helping them maintain their sense of independence is huge. So that's awesome. Um, now, how many members or clients rather are you currently serving? Um, I have close to 25 to 30. So, I mean, I do a good 40 training sessions a week. So then I do, I mean, I, I, I work from Monday to um, Sunday if I have to, but I don't really have too many mm -hmm. clients on Sundays. Okay. So. All right. And now as far as acquiring new clients goes, so are you kind of maxed out right now with the amount of sessions that you're doing? Cause you're a one man show, right? You don't have trainers that are helping you out. It's just you. Yeah. Just, just a one man show. The plan is to build on and maybe add another uh, trainer to any level of fitness but uh, right now it's it's i would say i wouldn't say i'm maxed out because um clients come and go i mean it's mm -hmm. sometimes you'll get one that you that you have for you know four to five years which that's where most of my clients are now mm -hmm. but sometimes you get you'll get some for a few months and then you right. gotta find the next client so that's that's the hard part sometimes Yes. Yeah, absolutely. It's like a constant thing. You know, you always want to kind of be keeping your name out there and keeping uh, your facility on people's minds so that it's constantly bringing in new members because like you said, some leave, unfortunately, you know, for whatever reason, there are many reasons they're moving, they get a new job, you know, whatever it might be. Um, but just kind of staying on top of that. So how do you acquire new clients? Are you doing um, any type of advertising, paid advertising through Facebook, Instagram, Google, things of that nature? Or is it more referral based, word of mouth? What are we looking at? I mean, I think most of it is uh, word of mouth. I know when I first got started, I had one client, I was actually using a service called Thumbtack. I don't know if you ever heard that, mm -hmm. of that before. Yes. But mm -hmm. Especially when I was going to people's house, people were kind of scared of having some random person, stranger come to their house and do training with them. So, but I had one lady um, invite me to come over to her house and then she told about 10 of her friends. So, and that kind of got me really started with the in-home training part of it. Right. Word of mouth and always on Facebook, posting things. I've done some paid advertising it's worked, but I'm not, I'm not to the point where I'm spending a hundred bucks on it or nothing like that yet. You know what I mean? Yeah. Right. Okay. Now, as far as goals go within the next six months, 
to a year or so. Is there anything specific that you're really focused on within the business itself? Yeah, um, expanding. Like I wanna, I'm actually in the process of adding on another thousand square feet to my building so I can do more classes and just get maybe another trainer here that could help me out, do like help me with some of the training part of mm -hmm. it. Um, I just started training um, youth. So anywhere from like 12 to 15 years old, I've been doing strength training classes for them. And I've had a, actually a really good turnout to where I have to expand. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for the youth, you tend to need more space because that's more um, like agility training and kind of things like that, um, yeah. that require more space. Um, okay. So looking to expand, grow, kind of diversify things a little bit. So now you mentioned before that you also do virtual training. So you have an online platform as well. Yeah. So, um, I just, I just do a lot of one-on-one uh, -on -one training with clients on Zoom. Zoom or Skype, I have one that I've been training for, actually before the pandemic ever started, we were training on Skype. So I've been trying to get all my clients to do Zoom and they just wouldn't do it until they had to. Right. And they actually liked it. Yeah. They said, uh, this isn't no different than you coming to our house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, so now is there any other service that you provide along with the personal training that you do? Are you doing any type of like accountability coaching, nutrition coaching, anything of that nature? Yeah, I do a lot of nutrition coaching too. Um, mm -hmm. um, I'm, not, I'm not a nutritionist, so I can't exactly give them a meal plan, but I can actually right. recommend a lot of things and I tell them like how many, I'm, I'm really big on protein goals. Cause I think mm -hmm. if a lot of people, they need to get a good protein goal. And yes. they need, most people need to eat more protein, especially older adults. They don't eat enough. Yes. So get them eating more protein. And I think, and I know, and I've seen it happen before. I mean, that changes a lot of people's, I guess, physique and the way they mm -hmm. look, the way they feel about themselves. So, right. Absolutely. Yeah. So kind of more, more so the, the basic stuff. I know I, yeah. as not being a nutritionist, you can't prescribe somebody with a meal plan essentially, but you can always suggest little things along the way that kind of help make some big differences along with the training. So exactly. I, mean, yeah. I, like, I like to sit down with my clients and actually just kind of go over what they eat and get them logging their food and let's go mm -hmm. If we need to make changes, I let them tell me what they can do to change that meal or that mm -hmm. food. And then, so it makes them more accountable on knowing what to, like how to replace bad things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So for sure. And I kind of just kind of add that in with my training and they all seem to like it pretty well. Yeah. They seem to definitely. follow it pretty good. They get good results from it. So. Well, that's good that they actually follow it. That's half the battle, right? <laughs> Not all the time, but sometimes they do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, with the online platform, is that something that you're also looking to grow? Is that something you'd like to continue doing? Or would you more so prefer the in-person training? No, I like I like the uh, 
the virtual training, the online platform. I mean, I think that benefits me and the client because they don't mm -hmm. have to come here to my place to train with me anymore. So we can just get mm -hmm. on a Zoom call or a Skype call and work out that way. And <clears throat> you don't need a great, like a lot of equipment to get a good workout in. A lot of right. people think you need all this fancy equipment and you don't need all that. Yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. In my case, I have one side for boxing because I do, I like to teach boxing. Then I have the other side weights and I have one machine, I have two machines and one is a reverse hyperextension and a cable crossover. Other than that, mm -hmm. I don't have no machines. It's all dumbbells and barbell stuff. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, you can pretty much accomplish anything with a good set of dumbbells. So, you know, it's not even, it's not necessarily necessary to have all of the equipment. So yeah, absolutely. Uh, now, is the client base that you serve within the online platform different from the client base that you serve in your actual facility? Because with the online platform, obviously you can reach more people, yeah. you know, and you can expand outside of your area. You could help somebody in a different country if you wanted to, and if they wanted your help. Um, so is it the same type of people that you're working with virtually as well, or is it slightly different? I mean, I guess it's slightly different because not too many older adults can get on zoom and know how to work that. Yeah. Well. Mm -hmm. So I guess it's more of like, uh, I would say it's more like middle-class age. So mm -hmm. you're like 40, mm -hmm. 50 years old, somebody that knows how to actually use technology better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, still, a lot of 35 to 50 year olds are still going through knee problems, back problems and things mm -hmm. like that. And I really, um, enjoy helping those type of clients because I know what muscles they need to strengthen, what muscles they need to stretch and all that stuff. Definitely. So, yeah. Yeah. It's certainly helpful at any age because I mean, injuries don't only occur in those who are of the older population. There are plenty of younger people who have plenty of prior injuries that could use some strength training for sure. Exactly. All right. So one thing that I love to ask every gym owner that I speak with is if you could snap your fingers and improve one thing in your business right now today, what would that be and why? Snap one thing. Uh, it would be the addition. So, mm -hmm. um, and have another, maybe, and having another client, I mean, another trainer work with me. So right. I, I think that would improve it pretty well. So, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That would uh, allow you to take that next step as far as growth goes. So exactly. just get definitely bigger, more employees. So yes, yes, for sure. Have you started looking for new employees at all or not yet? Because additional trainers I, rather I haven't because the spot that I have now, it'd be hard to get two trainers in here and two clients at the same time and do different things. Cause I don't have a, a lot of equipment. I have I have a lot of equipment, but not enough for, I guess, like, I, I don't know. Two trainers could probably work, but I just don't want to be crowded. I think the clients that I have now, they like the one-on-one the -on -one private sessions. So mm -hmm. that's, the, that's a good thing about what I have now here versus at a gym too. So. Yes. 
Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Now, if you could provide a piece of advice for somebody who is kind of looking to take it to the next level as far as going from personal training to doing more so having your own setup, your own facility, um, what would that be? If piece I didn't, of advice, something you've if, learned. Uh, what I've learned is, um, I guess, just don't second guess yourself about things. Mm -hmm. like, so if you got an idea, I think you need to go and go for it. Sometimes you don't even, like, it's good to have a plan, but sometimes not having the best plan works better. Uh, it worked work mm -hmm. better for me, to be honest with you. So, yeah, right. Things kind of fell into place for you. <laughs> yeah, this, this garage gym, I was planning on just doing something to make my house bigger because I have four kids in my house. I just wanted to make my house bigger. I was like, I'm going to get a garage, put my weights in, <laughs> and work out. Well, pandemic happened. Two of my clients are working out with me in my house. So then I got this. It worked out perfect. So yeah, there's a plan. I've always been in my own gym, but now it's, it's kind of happened. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I'm sure it's super convenient uh, being able to go out to the garage to go to work. <laughs> exactly. Not too far from home. So. <laughs> That's awesome. All righty. Uh, so as we start to wrap up here, where can the listeners find you on social media? Um, I got an Instagram account, any level fitness underscore Jerry Dyer. And then I have a Facebook page, any level fitness. All righty. Perfect. All right. Great. So Jerry from any level fitness in Ohio. Thank you so much for joining us today. It's been awesome having you on the show. It's been great. Thank you. Of course. All right. And to all of the listeners out there, make sure that you subscribe so that you will be updated on future episodes of the show. In the meantime, keep killing it out there and we will catch you on the flip side. Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer and make more money, Head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. We talk to real gym owners who are in the trenches doing work, changing lives. I'm your host, Dominic. Today, I'm here with my guests, Alex and Jillian from Rise Fitness, Sarasota, Florida. Thank you guys for being here today. How are you? Thanks for having us. I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Oh, fantastic, man. I'm doing what I love. Doesn't even feel like work. Awesome. Us too. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Let's get into it. Let's not waste any time. Tell us about your baby. Tell us about Rise. Born during the pandemic. What are you doing down there? What are you all about? Well, you know, we, you know, Rise was a dream. I think that was uh, percolating for many, many years. And uh, it was in the summer of 2019. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And the summer of 2019 was when we really started putting the pen to paper and being like, let's do this. Let's open up our own place. Boy in Brazil, um, 
at that time. Yeah, we were on vacation visiting Alex's family and it was we knew it was time for for us to make a move. I had been working in the fitness industry basically for my whole adult life, but not as an owner, just as a trainer. And uh, we knew that this was our next step. So we really started working on it um, without boring you with all the administrative details that went through. Uh, we found a great spot. We got our lease signed. We got the keys to the building February 11th, 2020. And <laughs> we all know what happened about four weeks later. Yeesh. And so at that point, it, it was do or die, you know, like either we figure it out or we figure it out. There was no other option. So um, the whole world shut down, which was, I think, actually a kind of like a blessing in disguise because it really gave us an opportunity to do our build out, get the studio set exactly how we wanted to. And then rather than doing like a pre-sale or a launch or something like that, we actually just opened the business online and we started doing virtual workouts and online training in I was I was doing it by the before the end of March of 2020. So I started with, you know, clients that I was already working with at my previous employer, um, which, you know, happened to lay everybody off. So we actually had the vision of going online even before the pandemic. It's true. Yeah. And, you know, with Alex's background, um, he used to do smart home automation and and lots of other things. And so he just has this uh, really good skill with technology and knew what to do. So pretty quickly we got, um, you know, virtual personal training up and running where it was either on Zoom or I, I was sending workouts to people to do at home and they would report back and we would do check-ins. Then shortly thereafter, we figured out how to get like our music and microphone working through Zoom so that I could run an actual group fitness class like choreographed with music. And that's when we really started building our initial client base um, that allowed us to get through the first few months of the pandemic when really gyms were not open anyway. Um, so we were getting things going. And then by the end of June 2020, when the county had signed off on all of our things, we were ready to open our doors. And here we are. Here you are. Yes. So it's great to know the backstory of so you came from a previous fitness facility. You had clients. It wasn't just you were a, a fitness enthusiast or something like that. So that helps right. get you off the ground and and For Alex sure. tech skills. You guys, we're gonna hear a lot of other cool stuff. But in case I forget to mention, and check out the website because you know if you want to knock somebody's socks off, right, right from the get go. Like I think I think my heart went up about twenty beats per minute. Just looking at the website, like that's, that's all the warm up you need, right? People awesome. Just, Fitter, faster. Yeah, that's, that's fantastic. So uh, a good combination of the tech skills, the sports performance background, the previous clientele. So, you know, you never know where somebody has that point where they have the confidence that they're going to just go on into business on their own. And um, it, there's a, a little bit of guilt sometimes when people work in another facility and they don't want to steal clients or something mm -hmm. like that. And, and you yeah. hear people get, they get mad at, at it all the time when it happens to them. And it's a weird position to be in, but Hey, the place you were at closed down, right. And laid people off. So yes. you still want people to be fit, right? You're in this business. I assume you didn't, you didn't get in it to be a millionaire. You got in it to help people. And exactly. oh, by the way, it's really cool that you can make a living for it. So yeah. if there's a void, 
you will, you still want to help those people and here you are so yeah and you know when exactly and when the pandemic first started um i one of the first things that i did was i created a facebook group that was really just open to anyone we called it fitness accountability buddies <laughs> and it was just a place where every day i was checking in on people saying you know tell me what you did today to take care of your health, whether it was something healthy that you ate, or if you went for a walk, or if you did a workout, and I would post little challenges like, okay, if you don't know what to do to work out, do this. And it was a place really where we were able to keep people connected um, and engaged during that really rough time in the beginning when everyone thought the world was coming to an end. Um, and and I, it, I really did it from a place of, I just want people to feel connected. I wasn't expecting anything in return from it. And, you know, if when this is all over and you decide to go back to where you were training before, awesome. I'm just glad that you're still, you know, working out and taking care of yourself. And if I can support you through that, that's what I'm here for. Yeah, that just sounds like a recipe to make people love you forever. Yeah, I think within what, like 24 hours, we had 150 people join the group. Right. It was nuts. Yeah, it was nuts. Yeah. So on the topic of numbers, and I know that it's a people business and sometimes that gets lost, uh, but it, it matters because you have bills to pay, you have things to do. How did it look for you? What did that translate to you when you opened the doors? How many people were there signed up, ready to train in person? That was one of the most terrifying days of my life <laughs> because, you know, it, it was, you know, in June, in June, at the end of June and beginning of July 2020, the pandemic was really like surging in Florida as far as daily case numbers and, and all that. So people were still really leery about coming into the gym. And um, we did a really small pre-sale right before we opened with people, you know, committed saying, yes, I'm getting on your monthly membership. And I, I couldn't even bring myself to look at like to count the number because I was too afraid. I was focused more on how many people signed up for our grand opening event, you know, who was actually going to be in class that day, are people going to come? And so then once all that, I was terrified. I think I was panicking, right? right. <laughs> I was, he had to reel me in a few times. But, say, so we got guy, through the day, we got through the grand opening week. And after that, I went back and I looked and I said, okay, how many people did we have? for our pre-sale and I think it was like 13. I'm and I'm so glad I didn't look at it ahead of time because I would have been like, what have I done? We're doomed. Um, but within two weeks we had you know, tripled our membership from what we started within the pre-sale and then it just kept going up from there. Right. And you're you know, just over, a, we'll call it a, a year and a couple months open, yeah. right? And yep. you're right around that hundred client mark right now. Is that yeah. where you stand? Okay. Yeah, we have about a hundred that are on recurring membership plans, and then you know another dozen or so that are on class packs, or they'll pop in and out. So mm -hmm. yeah, and, and bless you for being on top of that metric of we have this recurring and this. I don't want to call it bonus money or bonus membership, but yeah, but that's what keeps the business open as you're recurring, right? And 100%. Lot, if yeah. you have a relationship-based model uh, or results-based model, your recurring is is your lifeblood. Whether you use contracts or not, yeah, irrelevant. Just are people auto-drafting? Are you, you know, whatever it is. I almost said every month, but 
I don't want to get cart before the horse and, and talk about that process. But um, before we get into that and the kind of details operations, how have you grown strictly by word of mouth in referrals or have you we have advertising it? So no advertising, haven't had to do anything like that yet. We did it like a couple of paid ads uh, during the pandemic, like during the lockdown, let's call it that, you know, during that spring slash early summer um, to try to get some of our virtual um, product, some more exposure. And it really didn't give much return back to us. So all of the growth that we've seen here, brick and mortar has been 100% word of mouth. That's, that's awesome. So right now, you always get the the initial surge is great and the steady you know consistency then it's still novel right there's it's a new thing in the community what does it look like now uh, you know how many referrals a month are coming in how many people are ending up at your door is it 5 10 are you tracking it yeah at the beginning it used to be two a day mm -hmm. and then we're going to have that same um, average. Uh, it's a little less, but we still get a lot of gas um, passes. So you're seeing it hasn't, it hasn't totally dwindled down where you're like, am I going to get any more referrals? You're still seeing those on a semi-regular basis. Yeah. Well, okay. it, you know, where it used to be a couple of, a couple of referrals or we call them guest passes a day. Now mm -hmm. it's a couple of week. Okay. Uh, but they're still coming. Yeah. But still a good number. Yeah. The opposite side of that coin that doesn't always get looked at a lot on a new business because it's just build, build, build is retention, right? And it's yes. never too soon. That's to the number one thing that I'm concerned about. Fantastic. Right. Yeah. It doesn't all the work in getting people to stay. You might as well not do it if you're not going to know how long they're staying and know who's staying and do something about it. So how do you tackle that? Um, when we decided to open the gym, we, we decided to go science-based. We there to motivate, but you, we also there not to hurt people. And the amount of people that come from another place or so, uh, training by themselves and getting hurt, it's incredible high, the, the number of people. So we knew the importance of functional training. So instead of just getting them tired at mm -hmm. our gym, we actually take the time to educate them and tra train them because training is different than just getting sweaty. tired, sweaty, right? There's a very high risk there uh, without um, uh, knowledge, without this uh, exercise science. So we treat them like athletes. We convert in regular people doesn't matter the age, uh, into athletes. Uh, even though sometimes they don't even have the sports outside the gym, we prepare their body to, to progress and so they have something tangible. Yeah, so what that gives us is actually a really high retention number where I, you know, we see cancellations per month, maybe one or two and it's usually because of they're traveling. moving or right they're traveling or there was some sort of illness in their family that prevents them from coming in stuff like that okay that's that's one of those there's some things you just can't 
right? You right. can't control those things. So yeah. So you feel like your systems, your programming, the way that you have your execution set up is the biggest contributor to retention and how long people are going to be able to stay because they're healthy enough to, and they're going to want to stay because of the, the community, because of the training, because of the people. Yeah, this is the progress. I, yeah, I was going to say, I think the the main thing that we do, it's not even you know, systems sounds like such a sterile word. It's because we really just want to take care of people. And in along with that, we also want them to create community among themselves. And then they just stick because they know that they're being taken care of. We're here to serve them. We have excellent people at, at yeah. our gym. Our staff and our members. They're like the best. I want to get to your staff. Um, but before I get to that, I just want to back up a second in in the order of this is super important. And I love that you guys have it in mind. You have your referrals, you have your, um, you know, your word of mouth, your guest passes, the way people are coming in and you're making sure that she's, uh, that the whole thing is keeping people. It's built to keep people and keep them happy and keep them safe. So that's great because you don't want to layer on top of that, but where are you along the lines of adding additional ways to bring people in the door, doing advertisement? Do you want more people? Can you take more people? I, I know that you have some staff, so that's good. What's your desire or your interest as far as looking at other channels, doing paid marketing, doing other promotions as far as bringing more people in? Are you comfortable that you could take them and give them the same service? And what are you doing to that end? Yeah. Oh, yes, we do want more people. We do want more people to come in. Um, we're not really looking into like paid advertising right now. Um, one of our main focuses for me personally is actually more on our staff than the outside where I'm working on upskilling them so that we can scale ourselves right now. The, between Alex and I, we are teaching the lion's share of our classes and we know that in order to for the business to grow, it can't just always rely on one of the two of us teaching. So we're working on building up some really awesome people who have great attitude um, and great skill and just kind of putting that together and teaching them in the things that we are doing so that no matter who's teaching a class, when a member comes in, they know what type of experience they're gonna get because that's what's gonna enable us to then reach more people. By the way, we 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 lucky we very lucky to have the current people. Um, yeah, that we do. You guys are the most like gr uh, gracious and grateful business owners. I think that that I I could see uh, staff wanting to come from it. Just it's coming out so much, and and it sucks that this isn't visual because I could just see you, Alex. Just just have to make sure that you're always just talking about how appreciative you have, are. And, and I'm sure the staff gets that and future staff will. And I wanna dig into that a little bit more, just as the basis of you're a fairly new facility, how have you found trainers and what mm -hmm. type of training process do you have to make them um, follow the type of execution that you want so you get consistency, so everybody gets the same experience? I can talk about that. Um, we basically have three different 
areas of staff. So we have, we actually, something that's unique about us um, for our studio is that we actually have a babysitting room for kids where most boutique studios here in our town do not offer childcare. That's more of a thing for like the big box gyms. So we have our babysitting team. Um, then we have our group fitness instructors. And then we have the personal trainers who do the uh, functional training side of it. We have kind of two different areas within the building. So um, on our babysitting team, we're using people, um, two of them we've known for many, many years. Once, one since she was a child, she's now an adult, um, a wife and a mother of, her, of herself, but we've known her since she was a little girl. Um, so it's just someone who's like family. And we- she's studying psychology yeah, right studying now. Studying psychology, wants to work with kids. She, she just has the spirit of a kid, so she connects really well with them. And when we saw that there was an opening and um, I just decided to ask her if she'd be interested and it clicked. Um, so that's one, that's one area. Uh, for our group fitness team, the people who are teaching with us primarily are people that I have worked with in the past and that we have really close friendships with. Um, so it's, you know, kind of just years of not just being coworkers, but being friends. And as we were creating this plan, we tied them into it and asked, you know, if they're if they were interested and available and they said yes and we're just really grateful to have them because i don't think we would be able to do what we do right. without them um so there's those people and and then on our personal trainer side we have one trainer that we've brought in just recently um also she she actually came as a member first we knew her from outside of the gym and then she started working out here. She had been certified for a few years, but hadn't been actually using her certification. Um, and she just, from a personality and attitude perspective, she just really fits with our culture. And she's actually our co-host of our podcast right. with us. So she started doing that kind of just as a volunteer, like as something that she was interested in getting involved with too and wanting to do a podcast and creating a platform to speak about health and fitness. Um, she her, has her own personal, really awesome journey. Her story is great. Her, yeah. It's our, actually our first episode. If you want to listen to our podcast, Angie. yeah, it's Angie's story. So she started um, doing the podcast with us and then we were like, we need to just have you teaching here. So um, we've just slowly, and that's only been in the last like two months, um, very recent. So we've just kind of started teaching her step-by-step what we do, and we're just going to keep growing the team like that. Fantastic. So you have the basis, you had the whole idea, the concept was laid out. It's not like you, you weren't a member at a gym and all of a sudden you're like, oh, hey, I'm going to buy this gym and figure it out. You had a concept, you brought it to life. You have very strong sense of exactly who you want to be, who you want mm -hmm. your clients to be, what you want them to get who you want to execute it. Um, everything seems to be lining up to just have this very consistent, positive brand and to grow to where you want it to go. What type of obstacles do you see in front of you? What type of growth do you think you need or skill acquisition to keep things moving in the forward path thereon? Uh, right now is is size the size of our studio we we um plan and and offer um uh more um how can i say that 
like a recovery room, for example, even though we encourage people to stretch, we even have a virtual stretching session here, but we want to offer more comfort. Like when it's time to recover, we recover. So I would like to um, offer um, this, for example. So it's size is the, the greatest uh, challenge in my vision. Gina might have something yeah, else. I mean, I think we still have so much room for growth within the space that we already have. You know, when I look at our classes and ones that are performing really well and other class times that are underperforming and thinking like, okay, what can we do? Or if I look at a whole, you know, we, I think every studio or gym would know like, okay, we have our early morning members and our stay at home moms. And then we have our after work crew. And if sometimes I look at different groups within our membership base and say, what happened to all the work people? How come no one's coming to work out after work or what happened to our Saturday morning? And so I see some different obstacles that maybe are outside of our control and figuring out how to work around them, you know, like, okay, the fall sports for youth sports season just kicked off a few weeks ago here in Sarasota. So suddenly our Saturday morning class attendance dropped significantly. And maybe that wouldn't worry some gym owners. They're like, okay, if the revenue is still coming in, who cares if people show up to class, but I care, right? Right. I want people to show up to class because if they're not getting benefit from my service, then why, why would they stay? Right. So to me, I'm always looking at class attendance because I think that's um, a key indicator of future retention. If people are coming, they're going to stay. And so then I start seeing like I get worried, you know, if class attendance is dropping, you know, I think, do I need to change the time? Do I need to make it earlier? Do I need to change the format? Do I need a shorter class? You know, and so these are some obstacles that I see. Got it. Got it. I think those are things that, that are going to come with time, with trial and error, with, um, you know, different, different things that you come to learn as you, um, as you grow the business. There's always this factor of, and don't let anybody tell you differently, a growing business, an expanding business, a fitness business specifically that's helping more people is always going to be broken, right? Don't, it, there's never this period of everything is good, it's on cruise control, right? If it's not, then you're shrinking, you may be dying without knowing it. There's mm -hmm. always going to be something broken. So, you know, if there's something that I can tell newer fitness business owners, maybe business owners in general, but the scope of our podcast is don't be discouraged if you think there's more that you need to learn, if there's you think there's more work to do, if you feel like something's always broken, as long as you're doing what you set out to do, you're, you're changing people's lives, you're helping them be healthier, live longer, do more things, um, expect it, right? Just expect that you're going to have to keep progressing and evolving to keep up with your business. Because what you hear won't bring you to the next level. And yeah. as long as you're open-minded to that um, and stay positive, I think there's a, a bright future for you guys. Right. Uh, just like in sports, uh, we have to enjoy the plateau. For, for a while because we know greater things are coming. Yeah, yep, absolutely. So guys, we don't have much time left, but what I wanna know from you, you've been in this a little bit over a year, you opened in the middle of a pandemic, you came into this with a big vision and you're doing big things. But if you could look back and give yourself 
a piece of advice, one piece of experience or knowledge, just that you've gotten in the past time you've been open, what do you think it would be? Just start. I'm, I'm like, a he can attest to this. I'm a classic overthinker. I'm a cautious thinker. Like I think, and I'm a, I'm a perfectionist. And so I'll try to like, not want to do something until I know that everything is right. And then I can be like, yes, now we can do it. But um, I've had to just get over that. And so when it came to, you know, recording our first workout that we put online, it was like, well, just do it, just start. It doesn't have to be perfect because getting something done and is and good enough is better than the perfect idea that's never executed. Right. Absolutely. So I would just tell myself that maybe five years ago and, and maybe we'd be six years in now instead of one. <laughs> Absolutely. And, and you know what? It's something that I hear so many times and I love it every single time someone says it. I'm going to add a little bit of color to it just because I think it's important. If you're thinking about it, if you're out there, you're listening to this podcast, when you're thinking about taking that step, you're a trainer who wants to go out on your own, you maybe you're just thinking about starting a business from scratch and you haven't worked for somebody else, just start, just do it. Take that first step is important. As long as you know and be, can be honest with yourself that you have a passion that can't be extinguished and a work ethic that you can't ever question. Yes. Because if you have those two things, you'll find the rest. People will see it. People will believe in you. You'll believe in yourself. And there are so many resources out there now, ourselves included, trying to help fitness business owners do better. Anything that you want to know, you can find, but you can't buy a book on how to be, to have passion, how to care for people and how to have a work ethic. You can't buy yeah. that. So if That's you right. have those things, finish the podcast, maybe listen to it one more time and figure out how you're going to get started. Yeah. That's, a, that's exactly right. And you know, what I would also say to fitness professionals is if they're maybe considering going on their own and starting a business, you really need to know, like, do you just want to coach or do you want to run a business? Because they're two very different things. And, you know, for me, I love developing other trainers and developing instructors and helping them grow to their fullest potential. So if it were just about coaching all the time, I could just continue doing that somewhere else. But creating a space like this, um, it just, you know, I get to tap into these different skills and passions that I have all at once. Mm, it just, it, you know, it creates a bigger ripple effect when I'm helping other professionals be really awesome at what they do, then they can touch more lives than I would be able to touch by myself. The impact just spreads yeah. infinitely. And I love it. I love it. You guys, we are out of time. I thank you so much for being here today. It's been a pleasure. I appreciate you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. You, you, are, you are very welcome. To everybody out there listening, we appreciate you too. Thank you for spending some of your day with us. We hope you found this valuable. If you want to hear more episodes, click the subscribe button. We'll notify you when new episodes drop. If you want to be on the podcast, click the link in the description, fill out the form. Someone from the team will get back to you as soon as possible. We'd love to hear your story, get you out there, let everybody know how you're changing lives in your area. To everybody in Jim Ward's nation, keep working hard, keep changing lives, keep kicking ass. Jim Ward's out.
Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Words Podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords podcast, where we talk real business with real gym owners. I'm your host, Katie, and today I'm here with Tori, owner of Bella Beast Fitness in Madison, Illinois. How's it going, Tori? It's going good. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Um, I'm super excited to chat more about Bella Bees today. So let's get right into it. Tell us about Bella Bees and what kind of services do you guys offer? Alrighty, so Bella Bees is a uh, fitness and dance center that's located in Madison, Illinois. Um, the classes is all about burning calories and building confidence. Um, I think a lot of times with um, us as women, we lose the confidence, you know, we look in the mirror and we end up not liking who we see. So it's all about kind of just restoring that of which we lost. Um, um, we do cardio dance classes, which is everybody's favorite class because you don't feel like you're working out you're not overthinking it you know it's just like okay I'm here I'm around a group of women the energy is amazing and we're having fun so we do the cardio dance of full body hit workout and we also do toning classes and we also have a Saturday circuit class for our glutes and our abs Oh, fun. Sounds like your classes are super fun, super high energy. I love that about, you know, the group fitness model. There's, you know, like I said, there's so much energy, so much camaraderie. So all right. Awesome. Well, I'm super excited to kind of dig into what you guys are doing a little bit more, but um, first give us a background on how Bella Bees came to be and, you know, how did you decide it was the right time for you to go into business for yourself? Um, well, I had, um, my daughter, she's, uh, four now, but I had her and it just got to the point I was looking in the mirror and I'm like, Oh no, girl, <laughs> we got to together, you know? So, um, I had begun to work out and I had started a class called, uh, mommy and me fitness. So basically just to not only, um, not have an excuse as to why I can't do what I need to do. Like if my husband's busy or work schedule or anything. Um, also just to be able to have a bonding moment with my children. A lot of times we just on the go and we don't bond with our kids, especially mm -hmm. in a health, you know, setting. I think that, um, we need to bring our kids more so into healthier ways, healthier eating, working out, keeping them active, you know? So I was like, I think this will be a great way. So I started with mommy and me cardio dance classes. It was amazing. I was able to work out with my daughter. She got tired fast. Uh, so that is, that didn't last too long. Uh, but, you know, it was just amazing to be able to get a group of women together and, you know, with their children and just have that moment to really just 
bond, you know, and push each other and just like, hey, you know, it's like a dance party. We're, you know, we're enjoying ourselves. So that's how it originally started. Um, but yeah, like I said, nobody really likes to work out with their kids. Uh, too- <laughs> So that didn't last too long, but you know, I, I kind of took a step back and I said, you know what, this this was nice. It, it kind of gave me a glimpse, but there's something more to give. But I took a step back. Um, a friend of mine reached out like, hey, girl, you need to start doing these classes again. And I'm like, Ugh. so I tried it again. And once again, it didn't take off exactly, but I knew that wasn't the end all be all. So let's go back to the drawing board. Um, that's when we started doing our Wild Out Wednesday class, which is like a high intensity cardio dance class. We have like hip hop, reggae, reggae, beat. It's a mix. You name it, we do it. And that was what really allowed my business to take off, to get different women from everywhere, different races, different whatever, and different shapes, sizes, and just get everybody to come together and just have a great time. And you know, most times when you work out, you're overthinking. It's like, I don't want to work out. I don't feel like picking up a dumbbell. I just don't want to do this. So the ultimate goal was to create something that makes somebody want to come, to create mm-hmm. something that makes somebody want to come and give their all. And then regardless of whether they almost die or not, <laughs> <laughs> the class feeling like I did it, you know, it was hard, but you know, I did it. And we continue to move with that. I started adding extra classes. Um, I felt like, in a sense, God was just consistently moving me from place to place. I could never get comfortable. Mm-hmm. And I think the goal was not to get comfortable. Continue to grow. Don't get set here because it's something bigger for you that's in store. Kept going. I kept moving. And during the uh, pandemic, I thought I was like, okay, my business is over. But actually, that's when my business really began to really, really take off. I, a live stream was amazing. You know, a lot of people were in the house. There was no normalcy there. You know, everybody's at home gaining weight. So to be able to have a um, live stream class with women uh, when, and it's around the world, you know, not just right. Illinois, like in um in Atlanta, Minnesota, you know, just they're just in different places being able to come together. And this is just our bonding moment to kind of clear our mind outside of, you know, losing jobs or being stuck in the house with the kids or being stuck with your spouse, you know. So um, it, it, it was a blessing in disguise and turned around and I felt like, okay, well, maybe this is time for me to take my leap of faith. And that's what I did. And now I have my own home. I have my own studio. I'm able to provide a space for other instructors. I'm able to create a safe haven for other women, you know, so it's not only just mine. Um, it's an opportunity for mm-hmm. other women to come in and just, just feel like themselves, even if it's just for 30 minutes or an hour, just to clear their minds, they have the opportunity to do that. So that's really what Bella Beast Fitness is about. And that's how we got started. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. I love, that's actually something that's a little bit near and dear to my heart, having three kids and like for a while, having it be you know, I had my husband at the time, um, was in the military. So he was, he was gone a lot. So it felt like, you know, the kids were almost sort of like a barrier to going to the gym because, you know, I, I don't, I lived in a city where my family wasn't around. Um, so that, you know, childcare was, was very limited. So I, I love that you, you know, kind of your core and the, the way you started was kind of catering to that audience. 
Yeah. Um, so that's very cool. Um, so, okay. So I think what a lot of our listeners may want to know, people who are, you know, sort of aspiring gym owners would want to know is when you decided that you were going to open up a physical location of your own, how did you go about that? And how did you decide, you know, you're sitting at about a 2000 square foot facility right now. Um, you know, just give us a little background on the thought process, how you chose, you know, the size or location and how how you went about just even finding the space so I looked around I looked around a lot um the first thing I want to say is never just go with your first choice your first option mm -hmm. I when I was looking around I said okay this is so nice this is so nice but not considering that you need a space that has parking you need you know a decent amount of parking not just a little bit but if there's mm -hmm. other you're able to still run your business you want to make sure that you're in an area where there's traffic. You know, there are a lot of people that open businesses in, in, in small communities where it's not a lot of traffic. People don't see you. So unless they're looking for you, you're out really talking to them, they don't really see you. So you kind of want to be in an area where there is some type of traffic and then they see your business. You know, it's easier to talk to people, easier to, um, to promote. As far as my space, um, the two things I really was looking for in my space is one space, right? I want to make sure that it's an open floor plan, meaning that I don't want to have, like, if you go to a gym, you see all the machines and everything, but this wasn't, this isn't really what this right. is about, you know? So I was like, okay, I need a space just a little bit for my dumbbells. Okay. I need a little bit of space for this. I need all this floor space because mm -hmm. I want to pack this place out. But even when I was getting my space, my assistant was telling me, she said, Tori is nice. She said, but you're, you, she was like, you don't see my vision for you the way that you see it. She said, but I'm telling you, this isn't even going to be enough. This is okay for now. She said, this is what you want to do. She said, but it's going to get bigger. So in my mind, I said, okay, well, let me find a space where I'm comfortable now, but I may have the opportunity to walk, knock a wall down. So where I'm at now, there's, there's vacancies next to me. So if I decide I want to go ahead and grow, contact them and I can knock my wall down. So those were just different things that I was looking at. If, you know, when I'm doing my lease, what, what can I do? What can I do? What am I limited to? You know, can I uh, sublease? Can I do these things, you know, to, in order to run my business? Do I have the option of having a space next door? Because you never know how much you're going to grow. So those were like the main things that I really was considering. Like I said, just the location, the space, um, the, the community, the area that I'm in, Madison is really smooth. You have so many other businesses around me. When I say I'm on the main street where it's a lot of businesses. So I'm like, this works out. And then it's also still um, a community that's still growing. You know, there's other businesses, you know, other things that's going to come that's going to take the property value, you know, and everything else. So it's like, okay, so now we're going to have more people. So those are more so the main things I was thinking about. Um, but when I did it you know it was me saving money putting money to the side um because i was afraid to like take out a loan to get myself in a bind because anybody knows the first year of um owning the business is the hardest year mm -hmm. um for me um it's been mentally draining it's been physically draining and it has been emotionally draining mm -hmm. it is amazing to have a business but i think that when a lot of people look at it it's like oh you have a business oh you're this oh you're that you're rich you have this and it's kind of like no <laughs> I, 
it looked good yeah but just the like when we built this place I was in here day and night it was days where me and my dad and my husband and and the contractor we were in here two three o'clock in the morning I'm barely getting sleep gotta get up to get my kids but I want to make sure that things are done and for me this was all new to me I've never had a business before I didn't even have anybody to talk to about mm-hmm. Like I'm trying, I mean, from down to trying to figure out what type of paint to put on the walls because I don't pay, you know, from the flooring to everything. Like it was a lot and it sounds so simple, but it's not because you find yourself, even with the money that I saved, it was going because you're putting everything that you have into this business. Mm -hmm. You know, you see dumbbells and you think, okay, yeah, that's just a dumbbell. It probably wasn't nothing but $3. No, five dollars for each one you know so imagine you know it's just the little things that people just do not see um so if anything another advice I would give is just try to save up try to save up and you never know if it's even actually enough I mean I know a lot of times we come up with business plans but things happen you know and even me honestly I didn't walk into this with a whole business plan I just came in and said this is what I want this is my rent I have these members okay, so this is how much my packages need to be. So if I sell out these packages and this amount of people, this is enough to pay my rent. And honestly, that's enough for me and I can continue to build from there. So most people have like a whole business plan, but I came in as a person that really doesn't have like balance. I wasn't good with things like that. So I was more of a day by day, we gonna figure this out kind of person. And now that I'm in business, I've moved like that and I've kind of had to take a step back like, okay, that's not going to work. You have to really get things in order. You have to prioritize because how my personal life is can come in and affect how I run my business. You know, so all in all, it's been a a, a big journey. Um, and that's basically as far as me getting the the uh, space and what I look forward to and what I had to put into it. That's basically it. Yeah, very cool. It sounds like you went about it very smartly, you know, decided to not, you know, bite off more than you could chew, but put yourself in a position to expand, you know, when, when that happens. Um, so very cool. Um, okay, cool. So I would like to sort of shift our focus, get a little more tactical with what you're doing in your business right now. Um, so could you tell us a little bit about what types of things that you're doing to get people interested in joining your facility? Well, the first thing I will say is word of mouth will take you further than anything. Um, I have so many amazing members that honestly, they will vouch for me before I vouch for me. And it sounds crazy because I should be extra like out there marketing like crazy. But my members are the main ones that do it. When I say like after class, they post. They tag me. They make a post. Hey, took class today. Almost died. Hey, blah blah blah. Oh, hey, Tori's crazy. You know, like they're <laughs> yeah. they're networking for me. You know, promoting, marketing, doing that for me. So one thing is, I have to give them their props and just their support for that. Um, as far as me, I um, I reach out to people. If I see people, I hand them flyers. Um, I'll hand them my card. Another thing that I do is I go on social media. I have this thing called a free pass class. So mm-hmm. it's a free week pass. Let me correct that. So they can come try my classes for a week for free. Try it out. You can say, hey, I like this class. No, I don't like this class. Yes, I do. It gives people the option because a lot of times you end up paying for stuff that you don't want, right? So if it's, you go to a restaurant and you're like, I want to try this new meal, then you eat it. It's like, ah, you know, if they 
a sample, then in a sense, you would have known, you know, what you wanted to do. So in a sense, I'm kind of like, I'm not losing out anything. One person or five people coming, what's the, what's the odds? Maybe three of them may want to join, which that has happened, you know, or yeah. maybe no, or maybe all of them do, but it doesn't hurt because you're trying to get your business out there, you know? So I do the free class passes where they come in, they could try it for a week. Um, sometimes I just throw out free classes. Hey, I'll send, send an email out to everybody. Hey, today we're doing a free class and just do whatever we have to do to get it out there. Um, I post on Facebook, I post on Instagram. Um, I do, um, the ads, I do that too. Um, like I said, just out, just marketing, passing out, promoting. I go to restaurants. If I have flyers or um, any posters, it's one place down the street. Um, I, I give them flyers or posters and they post it in the bathroom. They post it on the doors. You know, they like they really support. So I think it's more so even just getting out with the community. And as much as you go to these restaurants, you support them, and you talk to them and you give them your money. It doesn't hurt to say, hey, do you mind just letting this sit on the on the counter? Hey, do you mind if we just post this for me? I would appreciate the support. So, you know, just like I said, my members, me getting out there, giving away the free passes, inboxing people may be weird, but I do it. Um, and just, you know, trying to involve the community. And that's really how I've gotten my business to be where it is for now. Yeah, very cool. Yeah, it sounds like you kind of have all that organic stuff really on lockdown. Um, did I hear you right when you said that you are also doing some like paid ads on social media as well? Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, very cool. I, I would love to hear a little bit more about your experience with that, because I think that's something that a lot of business owners know that maybe they should be doing or could be doing or could be successful with. But, you know, it's it's a kind of intimidating to dabble in that. Um, so I'd love to hear, yeah, what your experience is, kind of what your take is on that. You know, when I first started, I was like, all right, they're just trying to take my money. They're going to send it to about five people and maybe they'll see it. But no, it actually works. Um, I've had my ad, I try to take, so what I do is I edit my own videos. I'll put com um, certain um, comments on there, you know, it just, I put it out. And when I do the ads, when I say people see it and they'll comment and they'll tag their friends, hey, they say, hey, Tiffany, yeah. want to try this class? You know, oh my God, this is so awesome. Where are y'all located? You even get people, oh, well, I'm not in the state. I, no, no problem. You're not in Illinois. You can still do live stream, you know, but it gives me the opportunity to not only be in Illinois, but to expand, to, to be able to reach people in California, to be able to reach people in New York, you know, like give me that opportunity. And I think that is amazing because when you do the ads, you can choose if you just wanted somebody local. Like if you're just like, I really want to get people in studio, then I'll do it locally. And I'll be like, okay, up to 30 miles or whatever, you know, from this area, we'll see. Those are the people that will come to where my page when I look, they're like, oh, I didn't even know this was out here, you know? Mm -hmm. But if I can, and I want to just show that I have live stream classes, I can create a live stream ad, a nice video that can branch out you know that can reach other states or other countries or whatever you know and then they can join in and that gives me the opportunity to be and grow even bigger than just the people that know me locally here right. so i think that with the ads they're very very beneficial um but i also believe that it depends on what your product is because you're also going to um 
get the people to gravitate towards you that's trying to do those things. You know, like if I went on an ad and I just saw some barber clippers, I'd be like, okay, they're barber clippers because it's not going to do anything for me. But let another you know, let a man see it, then they'll, you know, they'll be interested. So it's really about also what you're um what you're what you're selling or what you're promoting. And you also have the option to choose. So for instance, when you do the ads, I can put fitness, mom, uh, um, self-confidence, anything, you know, little hashtags, little things that um I, you know, the people that I want to reach, and it gives me that opportunity too. So I think the ads are amazing. It's just really just trying to get it out there and actually taking the chance. It's not saying that your life is going to completely change, but at the same time, you never know who can come and change your life. So why not, you know, give it a try? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. Thanks for kind of giving us a little, shedding a little light onto what that is like for you. Um, okay, cool. So yeah, you have a number of ways that you're attracting clients to the facility. Um, so walk us through a little bit, like the process of what happens when someone's like, Hey, yeah, I'm, I'm interested in joining your gym. What does that process look like? So it, it typically depends. So like, say for, for instance, somebody's walking down the street and they hear the music and they see it and they just walk into the studio. We'll typically just say, Hey, you know, they'll ask about the class. We'll provide them the flyer. We'll let them know we have free week pass come in for a week, try it out. It's not going to hurt. You know, classes are at 6 a.m., 7 p.m. You have no excuse. Pick one of the times. If you can't make it, you can always do live stream. So we just give them the options. But when they come in, they kind of get a glimpse, for, a glimpse of it for themselves. So it's not as hard to really get them in because they're physically, you know, they're actually seeing what's going on. Versus social media is a little different. So there's always someone trying to promote. There's always someone trying to get somebody somewhere. You know, when you see a business, the first thing you look is like, okay, they just want me to buy something. So my thing is this, I don't want anybody to feel like they're buying something. So that's why I give it away because it's kind of like, one, I'm confident in it, meaning that I'm pretty sure if you come once, you're going to want to come again. Now, depending upon the class and what your goal is, you may feel like I probably killed you one day and that may not be the class for you, but that's why I'm giving you the opportunity. So even when I'm inboxing people and I talk to them, hey, I, I send a message, hey, I don't know if you work out or not, but my name is Tori. I'm the owner of Bella Beach Fitness. Um, we are located here. I would love for you to try our classes out, take a moment to check out our page. You know, um, we, we have these classes, we have this. Um, and if you are interested, you could try the free week pass. You can do 6 a.m. or 7 p.m. You also can do in studio or live stream, no excuses. Mm -hmm. So, you know, just come out and try. And, you know, majority of the time it works. And then you get some people that say, well, yeah, I'll be there. And they may not come or they may say they're going to come. But then eventually they just keep watching to the point they're like, OK, I've been watching you for a long time and it's about time for me to get active. So it really just depends on the situation. But I kind of proceed the same way, like I said, just offering a free pass. And if they come back, they come back. But at the end of the day, I feel like at least that was one person here that was willing to give me a chance. And I kind of look at it, just people taking risks and, you know, just giving you a chance because some people don't do that. So to have somebody support a small business just by coming and just leaving me a review, I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. And I love how you kind of said, you know, like, just because someone, you know, may come and they don't join right off the bat, or maybe, you know, they say they're interested and they don't show up, um, you know, because any number of things can happen there. We never know what the reasoning is for that exactly. But I love how you said you don't, 
give up on those people because, um, you know, anybody with a sales background kind of knows that, yeah, you may not get the sale the first time you talk to someone, but now you're in their head and, you know, if, if they keep seeing you, then maybe, you know, down the line, it just, it takes several touch points sometimes to just kind of get someone in. Yep. And so it's the truth. I, I even tell people, it's people that inbox me all the time. And they're like, oh my God, I'm coming to your class. I promise I'm going to come. Then months go by. I promise I'm going to come. Then months come back. And then, you know, it gets to the point I always tell them, I say, it's okay. Whenever you're ready, then come. You don't have to tell me that you're going to come or be like, oh, I'm sorry I didn't come. Because it's not for me. This is for you. You know, and the last thing you do is kind of force something on someone you want them to do it because they generally want to do it and if they genuinely want to do it then they're going to stick with it but half the time it's if it's forced there's is no longevity in that so it's kind of like do your thing i'm here so, yeah, yeah definitely i love that that you you know you know who you are what kind of clients you want and you're willing to be patient Mm -hmm. um, very cool. Um, okay. So, you know, we know how you get people in the facility, how you sign them up, how you execute kind of your core offerings of the group classes. Um, so let's touch a little bit on what else you may be doing to add value to your clients and help them get the most out of your relationship. So I know you mentioned you do offer some online training, um, but, you know, do you offer any sort of nutrition coaching, supplement sales, apparel sales? things like that okay so i'm actually in the process of um creating my own um Bellabee's fit line so i am working on my fitness line um the things that i do have that i've started with has been more so member outfits because my members are the people that support me the most right my mem my members are the one that's always here they're always gonna post they're always gonna wear th these things so i start with my members so then when people see them in it they're like what is that who is that so that was my original goal now that i've gotten that off i'm working on my actual fit line um there are a lot of places that have uh fit lines that you can do online but there's not many places you can go and really get like a cute fitness outfit right. at a store pick it up right so that is um my one of my ultimate goals um with that as far as my fit line as far as supplements that is something that I do not really um deal with yet um I want to get to the point where I can actually um try to do the nutritionist and kind of get into that. But I do have a team that I work with. So I have my assistant, which is actually our nutritionist. Um, she's in the process of completing that, but she's a chef. So she knows the cook. She's passionate about that. I also have um, another uh, business partner. Her name is April. She's part of Busy Day Nutrition. So she does the Herbalife. So she does the protein shakes, the teas with the B12. She does the fat burners. She do, you know, all of that, the meal replacements, um, whatever it is, you know, the pre-workouts, things like that. She handles that. So it's kind of like, in a sense, it's not, I'm, I'm not really like a one-man show where I'm the one that gives all this information and provides all these things, because I think that will be extremely overwhelming. So it's great to have a team of women that are passionate about what they do. So I also have those two that carries that. So the nutritionist, she could do the meal prep, you know, the meal plans. And then I have April, which I call her our shakeologist that does the nutrition shakes and replacements and the supplements. 
Very cool. Um, so just a little curious as far as, you know, your nutritionist goes with the meal planning, things like that. Is that something that you include in your membership or is that, you know, an additional fee add on? Technically, we give everybody a meal guide. Now, we don't give them a meal plan. Now, with the plan, because everybody has different dietary needs, different health issues, different things like that. So we kind of more so give them a meal guide saying that if you're trying to gain, if you're trying to do this, if you're trying to do this, these are the options that you can have. Because in a sense, in all actuality, I think it's very important that us as women, human people in general, begin to learn our own bodies. A lot of the times, we listen to what people tell us to do. Mm -hmm. And it's like, they said, do this. They said, do that. And yeah, it's that it, we can, everyone can guide you. But I think sometimes it's really good for you to know your body, know what you should eat, but know what you shouldn't eat, know what gets you bloated, know what doesn't pass as well. You know, like really kind of get to know yourself. And a lot of times we don't take that time. It's just like, tell me what to do and I'm gonna do it. Whatever you tell me to do versus saying, yeah, my body didn't agree with that. We don't pay a lot of attention to ourselves and a lot of attention to our bodies like that, you know? So um, do we, like I said, do we provide it? Do she do the meal plans and the meal preps? Yes, but I'm also big on learning your, for yourself too, you know? Cause let's say I'm not here no more uh, or my nutritionist isn't here anymore. What are you gonna do? Do everything just stop because you're not informed or you don't know what you can and cannot do, you know? So it's just, it's kind of like a balance of both. Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Um, awesome. So, you know, we learned a little bit about how you guys got started. We talked a bunch about what you guys are doing now. Let's kind of shift our focus to the future. What's on the horizon for you guys? Do you have any specific goals that you're working towards in the next year or two? I am trying to expand outside of um, Illinois. I want to be able to take my classes around the world, go to different mm -hmm. states um, in different countries, heck, um, and just be able to teach in the way of which, you know, in the way of which I teach. I think my cardio dance classes are a lot different from your average classes um, and no, no, uh, not taken away from anyone else, but I do think that it can be to the point where I can um, make this kind of like an international thing, whether I'm having different instructors in different states, Bella B's can just be, you know, be its mm -hmm. own brand. Um, and I want to get to the point that I could possibly do that. Um, like I said, I want to build my fitness line. That's very important. I think that every woman should have a bomb workout outfit that she works out in and just feels just sexy and unstoppable and very confident. Um, so I definitely want to work on that. I am very interested in getting more instructors. I would love to get a step instructor. I would love to get a yoga instructor. I would love to create something that maybe hasn't even been started yet. Um, you know, and I, I also want to continue to um, just have a place in the home for upcoming instructors. Um, you know, just kind of like motivate and just encourage, you know, there's a lot of talented people, whether they're dancers, whether they're fitness instructors, and a lot of places, people don't have places that they really can call home and really just feel comfortable and have a safe haven. So I want to be able to provide that, you know, for those other instructors also. And I just want to expand. So either if I, like I said, knock down this wall, which by the grace of God, I'm hoping I can, or find another location that's big enough that fits all of the needs and all of the classes that, that I want to do. But mm -hmm. as far as what I do, I'm done. Okay. All my, <laughs> as far as my classes, you know, I, 
I do the cardio dance, the hit workout. I do the toning. We do uh, sexy dance classes. We do hip hop classes. So it's different things that we do. So I don't think that I will more so want to put more on my plate for myself. I would just be interested in possibly um, continuing to grow and finding um, maybe about two more instructors as far as the dance instructors that can um, possibly, you know, step in and I can open up and allow them to, you know, come in and be a part of the team um, and, and just continue just to grow and master and, and try to not be, well, no, take that back and be the best that I can be and, you know, what I'm doing right now. So that that's my ultimate goal. Awesome. I love that. Yeah. And I love how you're you, you recognize like, Hey, I'm, I'm maxed out on what I want to do as far as the training, but you want to, yeah, sit back and be more of like a business owner so much, you know, more so than a trainer. So that's, that's very cool that you're looking to expand in so many different ways. Sounds like you have tons of really cool ideas. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Okay. So as we're wrapping up here, I do have one last question for you. And that's if you could go back and give yourself or our listeners one piece of advice about running your own business, what would that be? You know, this is going to sound so crazy, mm -hmm. but the best advice that I can give with that, and I heard this from Steve already. <laughs> um, it was a saying and it said if you're gonna if you're gonna worry about it then pray about it and but if you pray about it don't worry about it and meaning that if you want something bad enough and if you believe in yourself just keep going I mean there's going to be ups and downs there's going to be times you doubt yourself there's going to be times where the money isn't right there's going to be times that people don't support you there's going to be times you're going to feel like you're alone there's going to be times you're going to feel like I just cannot do this there's going to be times you're just going to be overwhelmed mm -hmm. but I after that time and once you get through those hurdles and once you realize what you're bringing to the table and once you realize that things are taking off and once you just really accept that it's a process and you have to keep moving forward and that nothing good comes easy and that's with anything in life I think that you can sit back and just be happy in what you're doing and really really I think in a sense really sit in it and say you know what I have a business and not only do I have a business, my business is succeeding and not only is my business succeeding, but I'm succeeding. I'm growing. I'm seeing my strengths. I'm seeing what I'm capable of doing. I'm seeing that I can, you know, you're replacing your, I, I can't what I can, you know, and it's very much possible. So just have faith, just believe in yourself. I think that it really doesn't matter who else believes in you. Um, and, and, it's, it's a great feeling to have people to believe in you. But at the end of the day, if you don't believe in yourself, their beliefs mean nothing. So just go after your dreams and do what you got to do. Stay humble, stay focused, and just keep moving. Keep doing it. Awesome. You Very well said. I love that. Uh, awesome. So it looks like we are just about out of time. Thank you so much for being here with us today, Tori. Before we go, for all of our listeners out there, um, you know, what's your website and where can we find you on social media? My website is www.bellabsfit, so B-E-L-L-A-B-S-F-I-T.com. You can go on there. You can look up the classes. You can look up my merchandise. Um, you can look up a little bit of everything. I have clips and stuff on there. We have our Instagram, which is the same. Well, no, sorry. It's Bella 
uh, Bella BS Fitness underscore. So B E L L A B S F I T N E S S underscore um, for Instagram and then Facebook. It is Bella BS Fitness. So you should be able to look it up on there also. All right. Awesome. Um, all right. Well, so to all of our listeners out there, thank you for spending some time with us today. We hope you found some value in my conversation here with Tori. If you'd like to hear more, be sure to click the subscribe button. And if you'd like to be featured on the podcast, click the link in the description, fill out the form, and a member of the team will be in touch as soon as possible. This has been another episode of the Gym Lords podcast. We'll see you on the other side. Gym Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.